Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. Are the Pittsburgh Steelers unpatriotic? Well, yesterday when they were in Chicago, they refused to come out to stand up for the national anthem. Well, there was one exception, that Alejandro Villarueña guy, who was uh, in the uh, armed services, fought in Afghanistan three different times and all that, but everybody else refused to come out. And so are they being unpatriotic? And the answer is obviously yes, they were being unpatriotic. The question now is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I want to talk with you about that. First, I'm Dimitri, the lovable libertarian. And by the way, I am wearing my uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, paraphernalia here. I've got two clubs that, that got as a gift and all that. And in honor of uh, the, the movement in the National Football League, especially with the Steelers, what I'm going to do today on, in this stream, One Dimitri Radio, is I'm going to take a knee and I'm going to be doing this uh, 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 on my knee as a way of bonding with all the NFL players who are protesting against or about Black Lives Matters or about uh, Donald Trump or whatever they're doing these days. I'm not quite sure what this thing is about other than they're, they're showing unity and all that. So I'm going to take a knee here. Just, just bear with me. I'm going to put this down here. There you go. I'm taking a knee, and I'm doing this because I want to bond with my, with my Steelers. Okay. I'm Dimitri Vassilaris, the lovable libertarian. Uh, here at blogtalkradio.com and on Facebook Live. You can hear me on Blog Talk Radio because that's the magic of radio. And he, my knee hurts. God, Jesus. I don't, wait a minute. Ah. All right. Well, I, okay, I can't do that. My, my knee hurts. God, that really hurts. Anyway, well, I can do. Uh, some, of the, some of the players, not the Steelers, because they were hiding in the locker room or in the runway there, um, some of the players for the Bears, which won the game, by the way, um, locked arms. And so that was showing another sign of solidarity because solidarity is important because they're protesting something or other. So I'm going to lock arms, except I can't because I'm the only one here. I'll lock arms with myself. Yes, yes, of course. That's it. That's it. There you go. Now I'm feeling as if I'm bonding with these NFL players. And uh, oh, this is all so stupid. Just, let me just take the glove off and just stop with the kneeling and the, and the arm locking. And, okay, a lot of issues going on here today, and the media is not covering any of this stuff that's really important. All of this, all of this crazy stuff with the NFL and Donald Trump, and uh, Trump is awful, and he's going to boycott the NFL, and the NFL is taking knees, and they're giving him the finger and you know, all this and all that. None of this has to do with patriotism. In fact, none of this has to do with anything that it seems like what's going on right in front of you. What's really happening here is about Obamacare. Yes, Obamacare. Just, just, just hear me out because I've brought this up several other times, and it's a pattern here with Donald Trump. I'll explain that in a minute. But first, the patriotism and the Steelers. Okay, I grew up with the Steelers. I was born and reared in Pittsburgh, black and gold, Pittsburgh Steelers, also black and gold, libertarian, win-win. Um, and so I have a special fondness in my heart 
for the Steelers. Sometimes they annoy me, uh, but that's just everything annoys me. So what do you want? Now, patriotism. Okay, you've got this, this stink going on now, starting with Colin Kaepernick. He decided to take a knee uh, when, during the national anthem. Why? Well, because he supposedly wanted, uh, and I actually believe Colin Kaepernick has a good heart. I really do. Uh, he generally is concerned about Black Lives Matter, about black, uh, young black males being shot uh, unfairly, I mean, un- unjustifiably by the, uh, by the police. Perfectly legitimate issue. This libertarian gets it. When it comes to uh, excessive government force that can be lethal, any libertarian gets that idea. And that doesn't have to be Waco and Ruby Ridge, whether it's a Republican, Democrat, you know, whoever the victim is. Libertarians actually get that. That said, Colin Kaepernick went out of his way to alienate the very people he was trying to win over. And now, of course, it has snowballed. So more of these idiots in the NFL are getting on their knees or, or locking arms or whatever. Um, they're not helping the cause, which is a legitimate issue of excessive government force that's killing people. I get that. But this is not the way to do it. You don't alienate people that you're trying to win over. All right, so let's get that out of the way. So now Donald Trump, you might be thinking, out of the blue, comes up with this thing about saying that these guys, you know, the owners should take these SOBs or whatever and throw them off the team or whatever for kneeling and, you know, they should show patriotism, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, the NFL loses its mind. And so now many of these players are just, you know, getting on their knees or are locking arms or not even coming out for the national anthem and all that. Okay, right up front, you need to know this. I have no problem with that. As a libertarian, let me tell you this. The founding fathers would never have stood up for the national anthem. In fact, they would have thought the national anthem was an abomination and the Pledge of Allegiance, an abomination. Our founding fathers knew that government was a necessary evil, not something to pledge allegiance to or to stand up for or anything like that, but to keep it on a very short leash because they all knew as a necessary evil, this thing could grow and expand and use the power of government to destroy people's lives and all this and, and to threaten liberty, which, of course, it has. So I'm with the founding fathers on this. National anthems, national, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance, the hell with all of that stuff. That is just legitimizing the government, and government is not something to be legitimized. It is something to be feared and weary of, and wary of, actually, both weary and weary of. Uh, I'm a wordsmith, um, that's me. So uh, I have no problem with any of this stuff, none, none whatsoever. Patriotism, by the way, if you look at patriotism and a patriot, back in the Revolutionary War, uh, what patriots were were people who were fighting against a foreign invader, in this case, the English, you know, the, the, the British government. Uh, they were patriots. They were also called revolutionaries and then uh, the Continentals, and uh, they were not patriots in the sense of we're fighting for our government, we're fighting for the Constitution. No, they weren't. The patriots, patriotism is you're fighting against a foreign invader. Patriotism has nothing to do with pledging allegiance to government, which is nothing more than just politicians, and, and, and the Pledge of Allegiance, and the, which is nothing more than, a, than a, a piece of cloth representing government, where we fought for liberty. We did not fight for government. Uh, so that's, okay, that's a big thing. So I have no problem with anyone having, uh, not wanting to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, not wanting to, 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 to sing the national anthem. That is not patriotism. Patriots care about liberty. They care about foreign invaders. 
They're revolutionaries. That's what patriots are. And how it has, has morphed into this bastardized definition of, oh, well, you've got to love your government. You know, all the big institutions in Washington, D.C., you've got to show you that you love your government. Screw you. Screw you. Anyway, so there's that. All right. So now we get to the Donald Trump thing and Obamacare. Uh, again, you might think, well, Dimitri, you've lost your mind. No, no, I mean, this time you've really lost your mind. What do you mean Obamacare? Nobody's talking about Obamacare connected with this kneeling with the NFL and Donald Trump. And blah, 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 blah. But that's what's really going on here. Okay, I've read his book, The Art of the Deal. I read it twice because I'm trying to understand how does this guy think. He's a very sharp, savvy guy when it comes to media, mass media messaging. He's really, really good. He may seem crude. He may seem like a short-fingered vulgarian, maybe he is, but he is very, very true. Now, the, what's really going on here regarding Obamacare is really quite amazing. And the fact that, Don, that we're not talking about that, but instead talking about this non-issue about kneeling and about patriotism and all this crap with the NFL. Why was Donald Trump elected? Well, elected because he was going to drain the swamp. And one of the big things, one of his biggest things is, I'm going to repeal Obamacare and replace it with something great or whatever. And um, he's also going to uh, do tax cuts and all that. But, you know, primarily Obamacare. And his big selling point was what? He is the author of The Art of the Deal. He literally wrote the book on it, along with a, a co-author who nobody remembers. But... His thing is, oh, I know how to make great deals. I'll give you the best deals. You're not going to believe the great deals that I'm making. This was his main theme. Okay. And I believed him. I mean, sure, he is very good at making deals. He, clearly, his record as a businessman indicates that. So that was his big push, his big calling card. I make great deals. All right. Fine. So you make great deals. Have you noticed how miserable he has been at making deals now that he's president of the United States. I have. Obamacare was the main thing to repeal and replace Obamacare. Do you remember the first big controversy that Donald Trump came up with uh, right around the time that the uh, first attempt at Obamacare, uh, repealing Obamacare, failed? It was in the Senate, and uh, it was a, they couldn't get the votes. And right, right about that time, Donald Trump issued a tweet, uh, posted a tweet regarding Mika Brzezinski. Do you remember this? Uh, and about some blood that he saw from her plastic surgery when she and her, her hot honey, um, Joe Scarborough, met Donald Trump way back in January in, in um, uh, Trump's um, uh, resort in, in Florida. Now, Donald Trump issued that tweet roughly six months after the event, but he did it right around the time that he knew he was not going to get the votes to repeal Obamacare. And everybody lost their mind about, oh, what is this blood and Nika Brzezinski and blah, 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 blah. And everybody was focusing on that, which means they were not focusing on the fact that Donald Trump failed at the thing that he's supposed to be really, really good at, and that is making deals and making deals with his fellow Republicans. He couldn't even do that. But people hardly noticed that because he threw out this red, red meat about this tweet about an event that happened six months earlier about Mika Brzezinski's blood because of her, her facelift. 
All right. Then there was another attempt to uh, repeal Obamacare. This was just a few months ago. And that was failing too. And right about that time is when Donald Trump posted another tweet about Jeff Sessions and how maybe Jeff Sessions should not have been, uh, should not have recused himself regarding this stupid Russiagate thing investigation. And if Trump had known, he never would have hired Jeff Sessions. And again, the, the media lost its mind. Oh, what about Jeff Sessions? This, Jeff Sessions, that. And again, they were focusing on the red meat that Donald Trump threw out to distract them from the very real elephant in the middle of America's living room that Donald Trump failed for a second time to convince his fellow Republicans to cut a deal. The great deal maker in the White House was failing now twice. And each time, right around that failure, uh, you didn't have people focusing on that because he threw out the red meat of the Mika Brzezinski blood and then well, getting rid of you know, Jeff Sessions because he shouldn't have recused himself. And the media always takes the bait. This is what's happening right now. Donald Trump is looking at yet another defeat in the Senate. And again, he couldn't make a deal with his fellow Republicans. The man who wrote the art of the deal, who literally wrote the book on the art of the deal, has failed now for three times to make a deal on the most important piece of legislation that there is. That was a whole part of his campaign, to repeal and replace Obamacare. And yet no one's talking about this except me here at One Dimitri Radio because he threw out another piece of red meat, and that is patriotism and how these NFL players uh, you know, should go to hell and this, that, and the other. They should be standing up for the national anthem, blah, 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 blah. It's not about the national anthem. It's not about patriotism. It's another diversion, a brilliant diversion on the part of a failed negotiator, Donald Trump, so that everyone is focusing on that as opposed to focusing on the real issue here, which is now, and again, if you're one of his supporters, you've got to pay attention to this thing. Three times now. President Donald Trump has failed to negotiate with his fellow Republicans something as simple as repealing and replacing Obamacare three times. So he had to throw out three really important pieces of meat, the blood with Mika Brzezinski, uh, getting rid of Jeff Sessions, and now the NFL with the patriotism. And if you notice, all these three things play right to his base. His supporters are 100% behind him when it comes to this kneeling in the NFL and patriotism and all that. That is, they're absolutely on board with Donald Trump on that. So he is certainly shoring up his base. And a lot of his base can't stand Jeff Sessions. Some are calling him now the crime monitor, as opposed to somebody who's actually going after lawbreaking. And of course, every, you know, every, you know, everyone in his base hates Mika Brzezinski and MSNBC. So those three tweets that caused so much incredible controversy were done by design because of the timing and the messaging. So his base is 100% behind him, and they're all focusing on this because it's like they're, you know, real hot-button issue. And because of that, they're not focusing on the really important issue, which is that they're, the guy that they support, the guy that they voted for, Donald Trump, the great deal maker, has failed three times now, three times to negotiate with his fellow Republicans about how to end the most important issue of the campaign, which was Obamacare. In the book, uh, The Art of the Deal, I think it's page I don't know, 174, 175 in the paperback version, somewhere in there, he talks about this. He talks about bad publicity. 
and about controversy, negative stuff. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, that it's this perverse interest that Americans have with, with bad news or controversy or something along those lines, something that would seem counterintuitive, that you know, we seem to be really interested in bad stuff, horrible stuff, controversies, whatever it happens to be. And the word that he used was perverse. That was his word. He acknowledged that Americans have this perverse fascination with controversy and, and bad news and all this kind of stuff. And I absolutely believe this is exactly what is going on with this whole thing with the NFL, with the, uh, with the kneeling and all that, just like with the Jeff Sessions thing and also with the Mika Brzezinski thing. Trump knows that there's this perverse fascination with controversy, with bad news and controversy, and he is giving it to the public, giving it to the mass media as a distraction, a brilliant distraction, for the fact that he has failed repeatedly to do the one thing that he said he was really good at, and that is negotiate. And to negotiate over the most important thing that there is in the Republican Party right now, which is the repeal and replace of Obamacare. This man is brilliant. This is not about patriotism. This is not about kneeling. This is not about the national anthem and the flag or anything like that. This is about Donald Trump being so brilliant and really so underestimated by his opponents. They all think he's just stupid and he doesn't know what he's doing and he's crude. You know, he, he may be crude. He ain't stupid. The, look at the pattern here. Whenever there is a big failure, and there have been a lot of them, but these are the three biggest, that's when you can count on Donald Trump changing the narrative, changing the focus by doing something outrageous, something that causes people's heads to explode. And that's what he's doing again. I have seen this pattern already with him time after time. This is not an accident. He's not out of control. He is really in control. He is so in control that the media doesn't understand that he is playing them and doing it brilliantly. The more you focus on Donald Trump's apparent craziness or, or um, uh, controversies or whatever, uh, the less you're going to focus on the fact that he has failed. He has failed to do what he said he was going to do. He's not a good negotiator. If he hasn't produced any good results as a negotiator, I mean, that's self-evident. Most of his successes, things that his base really, really likes, have been executive orders, maybe repealing a lot of the, or um, I guess repealing a lot of the executive orders from Obama and all that. But when it comes to any kind of legislative uh, victories of any sort, where's, where's Donald Trump's negotiating skills? He can't negotiate with Mitch McConnell, who's the head of his party in the Senate. He can't negotiate with Paul Ryan, or barely negotiate uh, with Paul Ryan, who's the head of the party in the, in the House. Uh, many of the rhino Republicans. He's not good so far at negotiating with these people. That's what he was supposed to be good at. That's what he's supposed to be best at. So you're going to see more of these outrageous tweets from time to time. Mark my words, when those things come out, when they are posted, don't look at those. Look instead at what else was going on inside the Beltway, inside of Washington, and the chances are really, really good it coincides with a failure of some sort regarding Donald Trump. That's what's really going on here. That's what all of this is about. And it's been a pattern. I've seen it. And America has this perverse fascination with this stuff. As he wrote in his book, this is what's going on.
This absolutely is what's going on. Uh, Carl is writing in, uh, one of my Facebook friends, can you say wag the dog? Exactly. Uh, Jeanette is saying, oh, just stop it. I'm not quite sure what she wants me to stop other than, um, well, I, actually, I don't know. Uh, Troy Bogdan has uh, joined us, so thanks so much for joining us, Troy, and getting a lot more people. Um, I, I do this uh, simul stream on blogtalkradio.com and on Facebook live, um, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Um, this issue really, just really made me nuts. It really did, um, because nobody else in the media is pointing this out. Okay, Brian Ellison is saying right on, brother, uh, which is true. Nobody else is pointing this out. But if you, if you graph it, uh, do a graph. Bob, Bob English is joining us. Thank you very much, uh, Bob. Uh, if you graph it and look at when the tweets happen, the really outrageous ones, and when he picks fights with people and all that, take a look at what is happening in Washington. And if it's bad news, if it's something that didn't work well for him, chances are that's when the tweet comes out. That's when the controversy starts. He knows he doesn't have the votes in the Senate. And that's why this fight is so perfect for him, for his base, because he gets to stand up for the American flag. He is a populist, and he's no bones about it. He stands up for the American flag. He stands up for patriotism, whatever the definition of patriotism is today, not the real definition of patriotism. And his base, of course, supports him 1,000%. Perfectly understandable. No question about it. By the way, not all sports uh, uh, entities are opposed to him. Um, he's got um, NASCAR, which is 100% behind him. All the NASCAR drivers, are, uh, the car owners, and all, everybody connected with uh, NASCAR, again, his base. He understands his base. And also the National Hockey League, um, which I know is minor compared to these others, but still um, there, there, there are no problems with him there either. So he understands his base, and he throws them a lot of red meat. But when, what's the timing of this? It's when things aren't going right with, the, with, the, with all this stuff that, you know, again, he's supposed to be the great negotiator. He can't negotiate with his fellow Republicans to repeal Obamacare, something they've been promising for seven years? This is unbelievable to me. This is absolutely unbelievable to me. And it's still not over yet. And the thing I don't understand with Trump, and again, it's too soon to tell, you know, only time with the benefit of hindsight will we know if this was still a brilliant move or a, a, a bad move. But Trump still has an amazingly powerful card that he can play regarding Obamacare, the repeal of Obamacare. He hasn't done it yet. He hasn't even talked about it yet. And yet it's, it's there for him to use. Do you know that all those politicians inside the Beltway, yeah, they're covered with Ob by Obamacare, but they worked out a deal, Republicans and Democrats worked out a deal with Obama when he was president so that Obama would subsidize their costs for Obamacare. So all those politicians, including John McCain, who's a piece of crap, and all these others who were going, well, I'm not sure we're going to repeal Obamacare, you know, I've got problems. They don't have to deal with Obamacare because they're getting massive subsidies so that they're not feeling the pain like the rest of us are. Donald Trump can get rid of that subsidy like that. He can just repeal that executive order too forcing everyone inside the Beltway to now have the same type of, of crap Obamacare that the rest of us have. And that, I think, would, in fact, I'm sure, would force them to go, oh my God, we have to repeal this thing and we've got to replace it with something, you know, sane, not this giveaway to the insurance companies that what this, this bill happens to be. 
But Trump hasn't done that yet. And I don't know if he's waiting for a, a moment. I don't know if, it, if this is like the last bullet in the chamber, that he's going to try everything else, and then he's going to spring it on him, maybe at a State of the Union address or something like that, saying, okay, I've decided uh, that all of you people in Congress, you're now going to have to suffer Obamacare the way all the rest of, the Amer- all the rest of us Americans are suffering. Uh, I'm going to take away your subsidies. Now how do you like it? that would be the nuclear option. And yet Trump hasn't even discussed this in the media yet, which, again, it's too early to tell if he's this brilliant negotiator and he's saving this as a last resort or if he's just not even going to use it. I I can't begin to understand this. But if I were president, I must tell you, that would be the first thing on my agenda. It's like you repeal this thing or else the subsidy goes away like that. And then you'd get Mitch McConnell's attention you would get Paul Ryan's attention. Hell, you'd even get John McCain's attention. And then you'd get stuff happening. So all of this is simply a brilliant diversion regarding Obamacare, his failure to negotiate with his fellow Republicans. That's all this really is. Now, a sidebar thing, and that is the NFL. The NFL made the deal with the devil. Uh, They uh, took a tremendous amount of money from the federal government to advertise patriotism, uh, recruiting for Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, whatever it happens to be. And they, they, uh, part of the deal back in 2009 was that all the football players would come out and stand for the national anthem. Well, I think that's terrible. I, I, always, I always did. Anytime that sports or politicians, anytime either one of them, wrap themselves in the American flag to get that halo effect, I hate that. It, the... the, 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 the the American flag and, and the brave sacrifices of uh, our, 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 our men and women in the military to be uh, belittled by having it connected to a sporting event. Any sporting event, to me, was always disgusting. And saying the, uh, national, singing the national anthem um, at a sporting event, I've never understood this. I've absolutely never, never understood it. It is demeaning to the, 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 the veterans, the people who have fought and, and have been wounded or died uh, fighting for their, for their country. And yet sports does it all the time. Politicians do it all the time. They wrap themselves in the American flag. Oh, look, you know, I'm part of patriotism. No, you're not. You're just a politician. And these are just athletes. They're just sport. You know, they're, they're players is what they are. They're players. They're very good at what they do, but they're players. Nothing to do with the red, white, and blue without the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, nothing. All this is a business thing. The um, uh, sports industry is smart enough to figure out that we can get the halo effect by wrapping ourselves in the American flag. We're, you know, baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet, or whatever it happens to be. Um, and I've always hated that. So now that uh, it's blo- there's this blowback, um, I think it's poetic justice. I really do. And one person who has not gotten any uh, criticism uh, regarding this and yet should get a lot of criticism is Roger Goodell. He is the head of the NFL, a graduate of of Washington and Jefferson College in uh, Washington, uh, PA here in the Pittsburgh metropolitan area. Very, very good college, by the way, W&J. Roger Goodell has allowed this to disintegrate to this level where he did not clamp down whether he could do it legally or diplomatically. The point is he let all of this get out of control, and now it's to the point where the fans are booing the home team players who are taking a knee, who are not showing up, who are sitting down, 
uh, the the ineptitude that Roger Cadell uh, uh, has shown regarding this issue is unbelievable. All this crap, all the problems with the NFL, um, fans turning on the players, hating the institution of the NFL, hating what these guys are, are, are doing. And do these guys even know what they're doing? When they're kneeling, when they're taking a knee, are they really taking a knee because Black Lives Matter or because they don't like Donald Trump and what he had to say about him, or there's kind of like something else. I, I, I don't even know. In fact, it'd be great if you would just, some of these um, sideline reporters, ESPN or whatever, would ask them, well, why exactly are you taking a knee now, or why exactly are you, you know, showing solidarity with your fellow players? Is it because Black Lives Matter, or is it because Donald Trump, or because Donald Trump said that you were sons of bitches, or that you were unpatriotic, or whatever? Who the hell knows? I I, I don't know. Do you? It's unbelievable to me. It's absolutely, un- it's absolutely unbelievable. So to wrap this up, by the way, please share this with everyone you know. Uh, please follow me on Facebook and on uh, Blog Talk Radio. But absolutely, please share this with, with, with everyone because nobody else is talking about this. They're all looking at the shiny object that Donald Trump has thrown out there, the red meat that he's thrown out there. But in fact, what's really going on is that he is diverting attention from another, his third major failure as a negotiator to negotiate with his fellow Republicans about repealing Obamacare and replacing it. Anytime, and from now on, take a look at the timing of his outrageous tweets. It coincides with some sort of failure he doesn't want you to look at. He's not, don't look over there, look over here. Look, Mika Brzezinski, blood. Look, getting rid of Jeff Sessions. Look, patriotism, NFL. Don't look over there. Obamacare is still the law of the land. Republicans still have not repealed it. And, and President Donald Trump, the great negotiator, still has not negotiated one good deal with the Republicans in both houses to repeal Obamacare. This was his great calling card. That's what all this is really about. So if you want the word to get out here that there's somebody who actually looks like differently and in the media, Please share this with everyone you know and follow me on Facebook. Dimitri, the lovable libertarian, have a great day. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.